invite Randy and Edie. Randy and Edie Nelson are dear friends. I think we've been walking together for a couple decades almost now. I know we've been in Thailand. You got to, that's your microphone, don't forget that. Uh, and, yeah, come on up. I know every time Randy comes, you want this? Do you like to stand? Okay. Thank you. I know that you're, you're carrying something. I know it's going to be for everybody, and I appreciate that. And I'm an expectant because what you just got to tell me over dinner, what's happening, and it's just what's happening. You can feel it everywhere, but thank you. So let's stretch out our hand. I, I don't know why I don't usually do this. You should just show up anointed. <laughs> Lord, I just thank you for Randy because he is such a sincere and dedicated man who's lived his life. Most he and Edie have spent more years on out of the country than in our country. They've adopted two countries full-time and they care for Kenya as well as Thailand in their hearts. And we thank you that they have a prophetic word and we want to receive the prophetic word. So we in our hearts right now say, we receive Randy as he speaks, as though we would, as we would receive Jesus speaking. And Jesus said, if he, we receive anyone he sent, then we would receive him. And if we receive him, we receive him whom the Father sent. So we want the full blessing. We let the anointing, grace, power upon us and through us and to us and for your glory in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Love you. Go for it. Wow. Thank you so much. It's such a wonderful joy to be here back at Jubilee again. And uh, we got here a little early and walked in and, and just... Uh, immediately felt such a strong uh, presence of the Lord here. Like, why, why were we spending any time outside those doors when it would have been just lovely to be in here even longer? <laughs> because uh, we've created such a wonderful atmosphere of prayer and worship. Uh, Jubilee, you are just so doing all the right stuff. <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. But the right things are, are the things that are important to the Lord and building his house and building his place where he will dwell with you. And uh, just, I came here, I, I was still writing right up to the time I care, get, got up here because I keep, I keep getting new words. I keep hearing new things. I go, it's not fair, Lord. I don't, don't write that fast. So... <laughs> But, uh, but I know that uh, I, I'm just yielding my time to him for you tonight. And anything I share with you, which I'm going to be sharing a lot about Thailand tonight, but I felt the Lord say for sure that what I share with you tonight, this is also for Jubilee. We are working together now for many years. And what the Lord has been doing in Thailand is got a lot of interesting connections. Uh, many of you uh, may not be aware, but, uh, but I know that there are a few here that still can remember when Steve and Becky uh, came out uh, with a team and prayed in a certain part of Thailand, uh, a place in an area where there really needed to be some uh, established, you know, warfare type prayer. There really have to be people who understand how, what that means and so forth. 
And over the years, we have the advantage of the years now to look back at what God has done since those days. And in those days, uh, I remember the, the atmosphere was so, you know, just so strong uh, that you just, you know, you could really feel that there needed to be, heaven was just wanting to break through, but it wasn't breaking through. <laughs> And so after that prayer and all the years forward, I could just see that lifting, lifting, and lifting. It's interesting. You may say, well, Randy, do you mean just a few people can go to some nation, some place, and just pray a few prayers and God will begin to move? Yes, absolutely. I can tell you that with all confidence that uh, it's just as important to obey the one thing the Lord gives you to do and go and pray there as it is to spend days and days in worship and prayer. One is Kronos type prayer, which is super important, but then there's those Kairos moments where God will call you to go and do things. And I felt like that even then, even though my understanding of it was not as strong as it is now, I understand it more. But I feel that you at Jubilee knew it even better. You knew when to come and when not to. But when you did come, you got involved in the right things. And that merited great, great advances for the kingdom of God and what he wanted to do. What you're doing here is, is just over the top, uh, such a bright light, such a lamp stem. The, the Western light for the nation, <laughs> you know, you, you really, uh, I'm, I just know that such prayer and worship goes up in this house uh, for the lost and for the nation and for our nations around the world. You've been a church that continually prays. Um, by the way, just by quick update, as you know, many of us used to, uh, you know that Edie and I used to live in this dry desert land our first 14 years as missionaries planting churches around the, uh, in the desert among the Turkana. And uh, that's always been a tough place because they're subject to drought and famines and so forth. And so uh, this year, uh, there hadn't been rain for some 14 months. Um, but uh, this just began just recently. It began to rain, and it hasn't stopped raining. And it just keeps raining and raining and raining. And so we, uh, we were, you, some of you are aware that we had, we had found a water and had started a small drip irrigation farm there to help start to provide some food and that's been going well it's had its ups and downs but it was there but but this year it looked like that wasn't going to serve anybody's needs for this type of thing the food was getting shorter and the milk for the animals was zero and without rain there's going to be a a big problem we're going to be sending tons of food over we did send some but then the Lord intervened, and the rain has started to fall there right now again very, very powerfully. And I think that it's going to rain for quite some time. And I think this will be a banner year for the rain, just as it was here in California. So it's just something God is doing. And um, I, get this strong, <laughs> I get this strong sense that... Um, I, I get this strong sense that there's going to be um, a young man standing here where I'm standing... <laughs> Not me, uh, not you either, Steve. Because um, <laughs> I said young man, right? And immediately thought it was him, right? So, but um, just on fire for God and powerfully preaching the gospel. 
and uh, people uh, coming in the doors of this church to receive uh, salvation, deliverance, healing. Um, and uh, he's going to call Jubilee his home. But the Lord is going to touch him. Maybe he's already here. But maybe the, maybe the Lord's going to touch him in such a powerful way, this strong, powerful anointing that I've seen now. Come on, uh, one individual in Thailand just recently, and I'm going to tell you about him in a minute, and uh, a few others that I've seen over time where the Lord raises up someone that you just can't even believe. Wow, wow, something is really happening and the unique thing is, is it's in, it's in conjunction with the timing of the Lord. So I feel right now that all, all this house reminds me of a house that is ready. That's what I heard the Lord said, ready. Readiness is everything in this day. The timing of the Lord, readiness. Are you ready? I, I want to say this to you, not because it's in my notes, and my wife will attest to my notes are a mess, but I'm not here. But the Lord gave me this word tonight. Are you ready, Jubilee? Are you ready? Because the Lord's watching, and he's saying that if you are ready, I am plenty ready. And I, I mean that there will be different kinds of things that maybe you're not used to, uh, maybe we haven't seen before, but even people from other places who need other churches, other believers, as well as non-believers, coming here for refreshing for a meeting with the Lord, for not only healing and deliverance, but for just a, a, a time to spend in the heavenly realm with the Lord, just a, just a time to be out of their situation and out of the darkness and into the light. And uh, so you're established. You have watchmen on the walls. You have worship. You have prayer. And uh, in these days, uh, this is the right uh, timing and the right atmosphere. Now, I couldn't stand here and begin to tell you that any of these things could ever happen or be true unless I had a testimony of actually seeing it happen with my own eyes and being a part of it now for so many years. This is the one thing when you get a little older, you can look back over and see, <laughs> see what happened with that <laughs> prayer meeting you had back then or that uh, uh, thing you did that you didn't know did anything, you know, and then you suddenly start to connecting the dots. I think the Lord only gives us glimpses of the many, many things that we're involved in uh, to keep us to understand that it's really all about Him. But um, goodness, He could do anything. I tell you, isn't He a God who's just powerful? He could literally do anything and, and, and has the full capacity to do everything. There's just one thing. He just refuses to do it without us. He just won't. He won't do it without us. You can ask him all you want, but he's going to, anytime you say, Lord, right now, save the city of Camarillo, and you can do it, Lord, and you just signed up. You just volunteered to work with him. That's what you just prayed, and that means that you're ready, and he's going to start telling you what you're going to do with him to do that. So pray that prayer a lot if you want to be activated. If you don't, just wait until you're ready because that's, that's the way he works. <laughs> and he's got, uh, he's got abilities and strength and ca capacity. He's got innovative and strategic ideas that you and I have never even thought of to employ. He's looking for a vessel. He's looking for a man or a woman which he can call upon 
and trust and deliver that to them and that they will do it. And if they will do it, then we've got a great partnership. We're going to go forward from here. So the Lord gave me the picture at the end of it, that there are, there are going to be that's going to happen here. And at the end of it, there will be a young man standing here preaching the gospel very powerfully night after night. Night after night. Because there will be so many people wanting to hear of the good news. Well, so many people seeking, what is this Christianity really all about? You know, the real, the real Christianity you can find down at this ch church called Jubilee. If you've been looking for the real Jesus, come. You see for yourself. You experience for yourself. And I'm telling you, brothers and sisters, um, <laughs> I'm so excited. I am just so excited uh, about what's happening uh, in Thailand right now. And I, I, what I share with you, I share it with you also because uh, we have had uh, this year and last, for part of last, but mostly this year, such a major, major shift. And I don't know how any better way to explain it than to say, the spirit, I don't like using this word, but I'm going to use it anyway. It's just my own way of explaining a spiritual atmospheric type, spiritual atmosphere change to the degree that many people are very open to Jesus and they don't know why. They don't know why they're asking, they, but, when they, but there's something of a hunger, there's something that they need, and they're open to the Lord. So um, going along with that, of course, that just isn't one thing that happens. Again, like I said, the Lord could change the whole atmosphere of this city here, and people experience the same thing. But what did I say earlier? He will not do it without us. We have to engage with him. And so God will raise people up. If they volunteer, if they say, Lord, it's me, I'm ready, then, then, then do that, and then, the, then, it will, then it will happen. But if there is nobody, then it may not happen. It may not happen quite that way. But in Thailand, God really raised up a wonderful young man. Um, interestingly enough, during the COVID year, uh, years, when everything was looking pretty poor, was the time that he began to excel in his ministry. He was uh, uh, in his uh, mid, tw uh, maybe 25, I'm just guessing, around 25 or somewhere in there. Hadn't been a Christian a long time, but really on fire for the Lord, really loved the Lord, has had some Bible training, yes. His theology is good. But, he, but at this time, he received an anointing from the Lord. And where he went during the COVID time when he was preaching the gospel, already hundreds of young people were coming to hear and were coming in faith to the Lord. And when that hit, he didn't stop. He didn't say, uh-oh, I guess we're going to have to not have any meetings anymore. There's nothing we can do now. Nope. Didn't even think about it once. Just immediately found out where he could get lots of food and start his church packing it all up. And then they went out and began to distribute it to those who were stuck in their homes without food and lost jobs because of without food. And he used every opportunity to do what? To preach about the goodness of the Lord and the provision of God, the bread of life and the water of life and began to give people uh, food. Interestingly enough, where did he go? Where did he start? What's the first place that I saw, I recognized, that he went to first was the place that Steve and Becky were prayed down there by the canals. 
Whoa, why did he begin there? Does that a coincidence? Is that just happened because there's no other place in Bangkok to go? Oh no, it's because the people down there came out of their homes, lined up, and began to receive food. And then he said, if you want love prayer, you can stay afterwards, and otherwise you can just take your food. Well, the camera panned around, and then there were more people <laughs> waiting for prayer after receiving their food than there were already receiving it in line. So something changed. And from that time up to now, we just continue to see. I've, I've uh, talked to, uh, I haven't done an official poll, but I have my own unofficial poll that when I talk to pastors and leaders and, and anybody, I ask them how your church is doing them, all of them, every one of them say, our church is just growing. I don't know what's happening. Uh, it's people are just coming in and asking uh, to be saved. They, they don't say those words. They say, how do we get to heaven? That's one big question. Uh, how do we come? How do, what, what do you have to do to become a Christian? And these types of things. So all of these things are happening now uh, in, in, in Thailand, in Bangkok, and in, not just in... It's happened in so many places. We've heard so many testimonies. I have more than I could share with you tonight. I'm going to share a few of them that have just been very recent because they depict what God has been doing. And um, I remember um, that uh, we, I was on my way. So, so this young man, he decided to work together with another uh, young couple who have come from California here, and they work together. And I'm not going to bring up their names or their ministries or whatever, but in any case, they work together in Bangkok. They've started an uh, evangelism school, and, they're tr and, and suddenly they, uh, they started this school. It's a six-week school on how to share your faith, pray for the sick, you know, <clears throat> minister to people. And they're in, within, a few, within four days, they had 150 people, young people, mostly young people, sign up for this class and uh, to come in and receive the training. So I was invited to go and share, uh, just share my testimony, how I came to the Lord and share a few things there at this class. And on my way there, I was driving the car and in Bangkok, you know, you sit in traffic for quite a while at the stoplights. So, so my mind, I don't read my phone, but my mind just wanders anyway, so I don't need to read my phone. And, but I was just suddenly caught up with a vision and it was a very unusual vision because I saw a picture of all of Thailand, a whole nation of Thailand, covered with leaves, beautiful leaves. It was like the Lord took me back, and I looked down enough to see the whole nation of Thailand, enough to see that it was blanketed with leaves. And I began to ask the Lord, what is this? At that moment, my phone rang, and it was Edie, and, and Edie said, Tonight, when you go to the class, I think you should share Revelation chapter 22, verses 1 and 2 specifically. You share those, and I know the Lord will speak to you. Okay, what is it? Just read it to me quickly. <laughs> and sure enough, if we could, uh, th uh, I'll just read it to you here. Revelation 22, um, it's about the, you know, it's, it's about the, the river that's the uh, river of life. Um, yeah. Oh, there it is. And he showed me a pure river of water of life. This is John 
<clears throat> getting this, having this amazing revelation of heaven, clearest crystal proceeding from the throne of God and of the Lamb. And in the middle of the street, and on either side of the river, was the tree of life that bore 12 fruits, each tree yielding its fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. Oh, my goodness. Well, after I read that, then I had a hard time driving to get to the class. Then I knew I had more than a word to share. I had something else was going on far beyond what I was going to share that night. So I went into the class, and everybody's there, and I began to, I opened up this great same scripture, read it just like that, and they said, I just see this amazing picture, and I can't help imagine what this was all about. And as, as I was praying, suddenly I saw all those leaves begin to move. And as I looked closer, the Lord allowed me to see a little closer. These were, these were not leaves. They looked like leaves, but they were, they were something like that was stuck on or on like a backpack, something like that, that was attached to the backs of people. And they looked in the shape of a leaf. And as I, as I prayed into it and more, the Lord began to reveal to me that, that these people were going to the homes of every person, and they had, out of their... Thing. They were giving food, they were bringing healing, they were bringing the Word of God. Whatever they had on these leaves was everything that was needed to heal a whole nation. And I was so vivid, the class just came alive. I said, can it be that this class that's meeting tonight with now their 150 kids, they couldn't take them all in. They, they had to, 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 they could only take like 75 in at the first round. We're saying, we're understanding that this was more than just a training class for something for your future. This was something that was for the salvation of your nation. And it was just beginning. So um, if you could show the first slide there, somebody then sent me a picture after the class I thought was really fun. Uh, they, they said, Does, is this what you saw, you know, and it's a picture, I don't know if it's up there or not, oh, it is, of a leaf, yeah, and then uh, another picture, so somebody was saying, oh, well, yeah, they're a leaf over their head and so forth, um, yeah, so what, um, what is taking place is, so the evangelism class, if there's a, I think that's the third slide, is there a classroom there? The classroom is not, it's not a big, big place, but they're just being faithful to the Lord. Four days a week, they're in that classroom, and the other, and two days uh, a week, they go out uh, to share the gospel. So you can show some of those pictures of them sharing the gospel there. And um, they just go where the Lord leads them. And uh, it's, this is not usual for Thailand. This is not something that's ever, really ever happened like this before. Uh, this is something far beyond that. What you're seeing is the beginning of an awakening, an awakening, not a revival, not about one church, not about one on-fire evangelist, not about an evangelistic class, but the beginnings of an awakening across the nation. And I cannot believe that that is not getting ready to start right here in America. I can't believe that God has also a plan it may not begin like this, and in fact, it may not even work like this, but I believe that God is preparing that time for us here in the U.S. and the churches in the U.S. All I can say is, are you ready? Are you ready? 
All the pastors I've talked to said, Randy, we're out of room. We don't have leadership. We're trying to train leaders, but we have to have extra services. We don't know what to do. We have more people who want to come to church, and we can't have, don't have enough people to explain to them the gospel message, <laughs> discipleship, all of the things. It just is, it's just be overwhelming. Do we ever want to be in a place like this? Yes. Do we ever not want to be ready? No. <laughs> we want to be ready because of what God is going to do. So I can't see the pictures, but which one is up there now? In the mall, yeah, okay. And so our, our, uh, our friends um, decided, uh, the young Thai pastor and our friends from here from California had a vision of what they call the gospel truck, gospel truck, because in Thailand, uh, people are scattered all over the country. The big cities are there, but Many, most of the population lives far out and uh, do not ever have a lot of places where you can go and teach and preach and do outdoor evangelism. So they got the, co the concept of putting together this truck that folds out to a platform and then it's able to be used as a place. And right now, that truck is uh, up north of Ch in Ching, Chiang Mai or Chiang Rai right now. They're getting ready for another one up there. And they just unfold that thing. They have all the equipment there. They have the chairs. The churches in the, that are around join in. And it's a wonderful time. And they preach the gospel message. They just share the, the very, very truth of the gospel. And people come to faith in Jesus Christ. Never before have you seen this type of thing in Thailand. It is unusual. It is something that is just beginning, something to break out now. Um, we, we, um, we understand right now that, that this is not just a, a, a momentary thing, that, that truthfully um, other, other events and things are being planned right now. There's a big pastors meeting up north with 5,000 pastors from all over the nation. Uh, and part of what they're doing is setting their goals for the next year. They're, they want to have a million people come to the, to the Lord in, in a year's time. Uh, they also have said that they are planning to uh, work together, which is really important when you're, not, when you're the, the smallest number of, uh, of Christians in the nation compared to the other religions and so forth. And uh, so that's going on additionally. This is a time and an atmosphere where actually we're having open-air evangelistic crusades are being planned at this very minute. And you'd say, boy, can't, we can't do those too much around here anymore, can we? But or they aren't as popular. But right now, they're very, very much uh, looking forward to this because we can reach the population. And Kip will appreciate this, that he knows where the city of Korat is. And uh, he knows that there he, <clears throat> he came uh, with uh, Larry and uh, Rob, and uh, they were a part of a 40 days of worship. So, so uh, Jubilee, you came in again to another place. Uh, it's not just any place, but you came in to a place where we have had a chance to worship and pray for an entire city. In fact, we called Karat the gateway to the, north, to the northeast. So sure enough, this year, an evangelist from Reinhard Bonnke's ministry contacts us and says, um, we felt led by the Lord to open up an evangelistic crusade in Thailand. Can you help us? And I said, well, let's pray. And, and we prayed and talked about it. And uh, 
Lord really put it on our hearts to, to go up to Korat. And sure enough, when we, we were most well received there, and that's the place it's going to be. It'll be there in September. And uh, it will be a um, very, very, very large evangelistic crusade. They've had one there in 2011, the last time. But uh, they're expecting this to be even larger. So <clears throat> um, don't despise small beginnings in any way, in any case, in any, anything at all. The little things that we do can be tied to bigger things that God is doing. Just the prayers for a certain place, God can suddenly take what you prayed about and open it up and make it bigger, bigger than ever before. So I better go back to my notes because I know I'm going all over the place here. Um, in th this year, um, also, um, our, our up in the very northeast, we have a village church plant with a young couple that used to work with us in the city of Padia. They were up there uh, starting a small church. Uh, their church has already added 70 new people this year alone, and they're out of room. They don't have any more room. This is just a small church out in the country, and they're already saying people, for some reason— Okay, no one can tie it to anything. For some reason, people want to hear the gospel message. They want to know how to go to heaven. How can that be? And that's, that's, I just want to, I just want to honestly ask, how can that be? Only, only way that something like that can happen is that the Lord does it. And obviously, he must have known there were a number of people ready to work together with him to receive that openness to the gospel. And his plan for salvation for Thailand is good. At the beginning of 2023, in praying uh, for Thailand, I saw this word covenant stretched out across the whole nation of Thailand. Covenant. And as I met together with our friends and pastors there um, sometime around... February, I believe it was, uh, we were planning, talking about this year coming and all the different things. And I just said covenant. And uh, one of the um, people we work with, a businessman, uh, said, you know something, many years ago we had a prayer boat and we went out on the river and we had two, three hundred people, worship teams. We, we prayed for five hours in one direction and, and we just prayed for a whole nation of Thailand. He said, I think it's time to do that again. And, uh, and so this, we're going to do that also in September, and we're going to uh, go out on the river and pray again. And this time we're going back to the roots, of, uh, and we're going to end up at the very first church that was ever a Protestant church that was ever planted in Thailand is right along the riverbanks there. And we're gonna, that's where we're going to wind up after being praying and worshiping on the river for a, about two or three hours. Things just start happening like this, just one thing after another, start connecting and can't ever, um, can't ever put it together logically in any, in any way. So anyhow, uh, even our own little center we have in Padia, where we have a, our team there reaches out to women in the bars to come to know Jesus. That's just going really wonderful, and they're seeing many, many uh, more women come and we were they were thinking they would only have 12 women come to their outreach party and 40 came and uh, all of them wanted out which is good and wanted help 
and uh, sure enough, we've had some we've had some great opportunities to assist them. But um, the interesting uh, thing is, is that uh, that that location now is uh, is right in the middle of everything, and they they love what they're doing. They they see what's going on. People are there, and why why in the middle of it? When it's all going on. A man, Thai man, walks right out of the street, comes in the door, and says, "Do you have a Bible?" I want to become a Christian. <laughs> now, what would that be like here? What, I mean, I just said, this is amazing. This is unusual, just random like this. And it keeps going on and on. So our friends, um, Brantley, uh, who works together as our co-worker, a godsend, a young woman who just loves the Lord and has been working together with us and helping us, uh, assisting us in many, many ways. Awesome worship leader. She's at the evangelism school. She's on her way home in one of these, uh, what, like an Uber or a Lyft or Grab car, and she's with her friend, her, the, the interpreter, in the back seat. And they're driving along discussing about how wonderful the class was and how the worship was and everything. And the driver is a woman, and she said, Are you Christians? And they say, Oh, yeah. She said, How do I become a Christian? And they began a, from the back seat sharing what it, what you must do to be saved. The woman starts to cry. She can't drive the car. She had to get off the road. And then they led her to, to led her to the Lord, gave her the address of the church. She came to church the next Sunday. These things, these are like divine appointments with, um, that are unlimited, uh, unlimited divine appointments taking place all over the place, just one after another. What I what I see from this, I know that this can happen right here. And when that happens, this type of thing is going to shock us because we're not going to be so used to this and we're not going to be so aware. Uh, and so when people begin to knock on the door and say, I, I need to know of a savior, I, I need a savior, you're going to be able to help them. And I know that there's many more days to come like this. So it's a very exciting and unusual time at the same time. Um, <clears throat> I, I want to, I, I better read some scripture. Let's go to Matthew 20, verses uh, 1 through 16. We are in a harvest time. This is a great scripture. There's a lot in it here. We're in an amazing season of harvest. It's before us. It's not in its fullness yet. It's only beginning. It's an atmospheric type thing. There's, there's stuff going on right in our own country here, apart from what the news and what everything else will try to tell you. Don't even look at that. Just keep looking up. God is doing some amazing things. He's, he's beyond all the news. He's past all that. He's bigger than that. All the other stuff that's going on, it just looks like everything is coming to an end. But he's saying out there, are you ready? Are you ready now? <laughs> Are you ready now? And so we're going to say, yes, we're ready. Matthew 20, verses 1 through 16. Let me just read some of it for you. For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire workers for his vineyard. He agreed to pay them a denarius for the day and send them into his vineyard. About nine in the morning, he went out and saw others standing in the marketplace doing nothing. He told them, you also go and work in my vineyard, and I will pay you whatever is right. So they went. 
He went out again about noon and about three, and in the afternoon did the same thing. And about five in the afternoon, he went out and found still others standing around. He asked them, why have you been standing here all day long doing nothing? Because no one hired us, they answered. He said to them, you also go and work in my vineyard. Verse 8. When evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to the foreman, Call the workers and pay them their wages, beginning with the last ones hired and going on to the first. So the workers who were hired about five in the afternoon came and each received a denarius. So they, those that came and hired first, they expected to receive more. But each one of them also received a denarius. When they received it, they began to grumble against the landowner. These who were hired last only worked one hour, they said, and you have made them equal to us and have borne the burden of the, we have borne the burden of the work in the heat of the day. In verse 13, but he answered one of them, I am not being unfair to you, friend. Didn't you agree for a denarius? Take your pay and go. I will give the one who has hired the last the same as I gave you. Don't I have the right to do what I want with my own money? Or are you envious because I am generous? And so the, first will, the last will be first and the first will be last. We often get onto that scripture and talk about fairness and other things. But we miss a couple of key points that are also because of it being a parable. It's got so much in it. It's just loaded, just loaded with stuff. But anyway, the one thing to point out here is the fact is that the landowner is a depiction of Jesus, the Lord of the harvest. He knows when the harvest was ready. He sent out those early in the morning, and, may, and they had to work all day to get a, a harvest. But at the last hour and all throughout the day, they only needed to work one hour, and they get the same. That means there's, a, there's, an, there's a, a, an escalation in the, in the receptivity. The harvest is growing faster and faster, and, and people that were not called into the harvest that were found just doing nothing, he called them in. Now that speaks loud and clear to what's going on right now because I feel like this, we're in a time right now where people are wondering, what will be my role in the great harvest of the Lord? And you can say, you can volunteer any time and say right now, right now, even this summer, let it begin, Lord. I want to be a volunteer. I want to be yours, Lord, in the harvest. I Send me, Lord, to where the harvest is. I want to go. And I tell you, um, one thing that, that really makes sense to me uh, is when we come into agreement with the Lord and, and say, yes, Lord, I'm here. I'm ready, Lord. I will be used. I will be used by you. I will be glad to go and share the gospel wherever you send me. And beginning when you do that, you have started something to happen. At that moment, I would encourage you all to take time and, and ask the Lord for his uh, strategy, for his um, perfect plan to come into place and how you will do it. But I know that he gives, gives ideas that are far beyond our own thinking. We have to understand that when, when, when we say that, type of thing to the Lord. He's not expecting us to, be he to receive a heavy burden or to get worried or to be afraid. As you saw in the picture, there's none of those people have ever done what they were just doing. Even they had a 14-year-old in the class for a week. 
he went out and led more people to the Lord than any of them. And why? Because his, he, he understood it at a young age, and, the, and he said yes to the Lord. I tell you, in our generation, and I want to talk to, talk to you about generations for a moment, there, we are in Malachi 4.6. It is time for the father, hearts of the fathers. The older hearts turn to the youngers. It's time for us to join together and work together. This younger generation that uh, we've all had, if you're over, what, 50 or 60 or 70, somewhere like that, you've had an opportunity to experience a real move, move of God, uh, you know, a, a revival or an awakening, or whatever it's been. You've been a part of that. But the, but the younger generations have not. They can only watch them, watch the videotapes, and wonder, what was that? Why is that guy on the floor uh, shaking all over the place? <laughs> what happened to him? You know, and what did that mean? And what, what, what happened when all these people came to know Jesus? What, what, what was it? What, did they say something? Did they do something? Did, is, was there a certain thing that they did? It's only something you can really say truthfully that the Lord did on his own. Something that he, he, he gifted to his people all on his own. But as his ways are, he just so, so, so wants you to say, yes, Lord, I'm with you. I, I want to do what you want to do. I want to go, go where you want to go and do what you want to do. That's where we're at today. That's what's happening right now. And the harvest is plentiful. And it's uh, it just waves. I just see waves of harvesters going out and uh, uh, sending out of people to the nations, even from here. Um, it was also an amazing thing uh, that, the, in, that John said in the book of John, first chapter 1, verses... Um, First John, I'm sorry, First John, the book of First John, chapter 2, verse 18. In there, John says very clearly that this is the final hour. This is the final hour. And some people are thinking that it's the end of the world and the final hour. Well, it was the final hour back then. But it's really more the final hour now than it was back then. If, it's, if that was the final hour, it's really got to be the final hour now. But in the final hour of the harvest... That's when the greatest numbers, that's when the greatest harvest is going to take place. And I believe we're starting to see it take place. I think you're going to see continue, a continuation of, of a, and a move of God that's going to continue on the earth until however many are going to come to know him as Lord and Savior, as as many who will hear his name and receive him as Lord and Savior. It's amazing. It's an amazing time. It takes, it requires a church. It requires a, a church that understands that and is ready to, to serve in that. In Thailand, you know, we have a lot of churches. Many times the, uh, the pastors have, have uh, enjoyed a season of fellowship together, and sometimes they haven't. But uh, recently, we really have had a chance where the pastors have come together in such a greater way. It's commensurate with what, for what's going on, for them to come together in 5,000 of them at one place all different churches and denominations. And um, even, even the very conservative churches are joining in. And the ones that didn't used to mix with the more charismatic churches are coming together. And it's more of a heart-to-heart -heart relationship, not about theology, not about differences of 
you know, how they practice and whatever. It's about, it's, it's more of a heart to heart. We love you. We love you. We love you because the Lord commanded us to love one another. Not because we choose to love one another. It's a commandment of the Lord. And we have to understand that when we do that, that, um, that those connections start to take place. It starts to look better and better to the Lord. The more things that he wants to pour, pour out. Uh, we were recently over at the Hollywood House of Prayer just a couple weeks ago or so. And uh, it was brought up uh, during the time we were there uh, that a woman stood up and said, you know, um, this is uh, the third location for this Hollywood House of Prayer. The first one or second one, they were directly across the street from what used to be called the Hustler. The Hustler, that, that very awful, awful place called the Hustler, uh, Larry Flint place. And uh, this woman said, when I stood up and Marilyn Norda stood up, who's from this church, and it was when we stretched our hands out that day, and said to that mountain, be moved, be moved. That did we hear just soon after that the property had gone bankrupt and sold. What do you think of that? That's amazing. And that's really, really, uh, really the power of God working through his people. Marilyn was quite a prayer warrior, wasn't she? And she was just prayed for California a lot. Now, she's not here right now watching from heaven at all this, but... <laughs> But whoa, this day, I tell you right now, it's a day when things are going to start moving and across this, this, uh, this country and across California, and you're going to start seeing people come back to the Lord and people come to the Lord for the first time. You know, many people have fallen away. Carts have grown cold to the Lord. There needs to be as many as you call to come to know Jesus. There needs to be a call for those to come and recommit their lives to the Lord, because many have lost their way in this last day. I know that, um, I know that, uh, I want to, I want to finish up here, just a couple more things. Um, we know that there's a sign of the harvest, a, a sign and a call for harvest to begin when connecting starts happening, and so far I've just seen this, we, we've just been home for a few weeks here. We go back to Thailand next month. And um, we have seen so many, reconnected with so many people we hadn't seen in such a long time. Intercessors, prayer people that we've worked with before. And, and uh, there's a new, there's new fresh vision being born now to, to re-gather to re, uh, together again. Uh, come together, put our hands together again and cry out for California. There's a lot of other interesting things going on as well. But I'll tell you right now that the, the, there's going to be a, a definite push, a, a definite push for uh, us to join together uh, to pray uh, for California to get us past what the enemy's been trying to do. Now he's not—he's opposing, of course. That's that's what the enemy does. He opposes everything, <laughs> everything that we want to see. But um, God is going to pull his people together. There's going to be a very, very powerful time of repentance and forgiveness. And there's going to be a time of reconnecting uh, the generations. And what I mean by that is now we're going to be able to gather together multi-generationally. And it won't be just them and us. It's going to be multi-generational. 
and we're going to come together and pray like never before for this country, for this, for not only for the, the United States, but for California. And God is going to do miracles. And these we're, we're flying right now and witnessing those things that were prayed for by people like Marilyn Norda and others for a long, long time, that which we didn't see ever before. We just, uh, I'll, I'll just end with this with a couple of things before we, we go tonight. And I, uh, I don't know, this is kind of strange, but it's a picture that I saw. Um, yeah, it's like, uh, you know, the gospel truck, right? You saw that? Well, this is a food truck. It's a California food truck where the gospel is being preached. It's rolling around the cities, but it's parking. It's got food, <laughs> but they're preaching the gospel. Chairs are coming out. People are sitting down, and people, someone is there, and they're sharing the gospel. That's, a just, that's just something I see. I don't know if you know anybody who has a food truck, but if you do, tell them to go, go for it. And if they want to use their place as a place of ministry, and to open it up to pray for people, they should give it a try. I believe that God is going to even use food trucks to, to, to share the gospel. He's doing a, a mighty work, a mighty, mighty work. So Jubilee, could we stand together just a moment? I believe right here in this room are some individuals right now that are ready, more than ready. And the only thing that's stopping them is, is the enemy, not God. And he wants, to, he wants to anoint you for ministry on a level that you've never had before, to put a strong, powerful anointing upon you that without fear and trembling, you'll find it as easy as easy can possibly be to lead people to Christ, to share about the goodness of the Lord and salvation. So, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, I just ask, Father, for this anointing, Father, that you've put upon the young people in Thailand right now, just like we saw in the picture, Lord, right even down to 14 years old. Lord, I pray, Father, for our sons and our daughters, our children, our grandchildren, Lord, those in the generation, Father, that are generations behind us, Father. We need to come together. We need to understand each other. Father, create the place. Father, create the place that we can come together and join our hands together, forgive one another, and agree together that we can't do, none of one of us can do it alone, but we all need what you have, Lord. And put that fresh anointing upon us, Lord Jesus, that we can receive strategies, Father, that we've never seen before. That even what we currently are doing, Lord, can be transformed, Lord, into some place, something, Father, that we don't know about yet. It can be changed from what it currently is to something different, Lord. And Father, we pray against the blockage in our mind. Some of us have a huge roadblock that's stopping us. Father, I cast that down now in Jesus' name. 
I pray, Father, for uh, removal now in Jesus' name. I pray that there would be a strong anointing, Lord, you just get rid of the things that are bothering, get them out, get them going, say, out in Jesus' name, get away, get off of, let go, do not have hold of, release, 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 release anything that's stopping you because there are a population out there that are going to be crying out for the Lord. And Father wants to anoint you, anoint you for ministry, anoint you for healings and salvation, for to pour out his spirit upon you. And he's going to do that. You're going to go to the lost. You're going to go to the hurting. You're going to go to the poor and those who are sick and those who are in need. You're going to go to places that you never thought you could actually go. And you're going to be received well in the name of the Lord. And you're going to be able to stop the, some of the evilness that's going on. Your presence there alone will stop anything the enemy is trying to do. So, Father, I pray right now that my brothers and sisters receive this from you, Lord. In Jesus' name, may it come upon you. May it bless you. May it pour out upon you. And sister, you... You want to, and the Lord says yes. You want that, and the Lord says yes. He's found you faithful, faithful servants of the Lord. And let the Lord powerfully use you mightily, mightily to preach the gospel. Father, I ask in Jesus' name, Lord God, that you would just put this anointing upon your people, Lord Jesus, just as they did. Father, may an evangelism class raise up now in Jesus' name. The very simple tenets of sharing the gospel with somebody. Father, raise up a class right now, Father. They would just do like this. One day a week, we come, we pray, we go. We come here, we pray, we go. We go and we pray. We pray for people. We pray for where the Lord sends us to, whether it be anywhere. And Father, make us a multi-generational team, the young and the old working together. The Lord says, who can despise the heart of a young person? Who can turn away the heart of a young person? Father, right now, just as you chose David, Father, in these days, even when all of his brothers, Father, had all the requirements to defeat the enemy of, of, of Israel, Lord, you chose him, the least likely, the least likely. And that also is what the Lord is calling you to. He's, you're... You don't qualify because you're, it's just in your own mind. But the Lord says you are qualified because of that. You are qualified because of that because you say you're not qualified. The Lord says, I qualify you. And Father, I, pr I pray right now, Father, that no matter what age, Father, no matter what place you're at, Lord, I pray that that strong anointing would come upon you and you should receive this fire where you're willing to to just let go of the things that hold you down, the things that just keep you back, releasing those things. Like this young man, he, I, my heart breaks because I see what he's doing. I go, oh Lord, oh Lord, why even in, why in my generation I would have loved to have seen somebody with this kind of fire, this type of enthusiasm. But Lord, you're raising up a whole generation like this. Oh my goodness, no one will be able to stop them. They will go from place to place. People will come to know the Lord. People will get healed. They will have energy that we've never saw before, but they need us there too. We're not supposed to run off and let them do what they want to do. We're supposed to be with them. 
supporting them, helping them, praying for them, encouraging them. Father, right now I ask, Father, during this moment, Lord, decisions is, is being, Lord, has already decided, Jubilee, that you are such, such a place, such a true treasured place of his, and he loves it here, <laughs> and he loves every one of you so much. Lord, you're going to do more. People are going to come. More people are going to come. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Uh, let's just uh, close this by praying for Randy and Edie, and they're going back in, the, in May. And then we're going to open the, the offerings buckets up here for those who would like to sow into their ministry, or if you want to give online, just put on the memo, uh, Thailand or Randy and Edie. Are you encouraged tonight? Yeah. Weren't you? The God is, you know, when a groundswell happens, it's different than when, when it kind of happens because of a location of itself or a gifting of itself. It just starts to affect everything. Like, have you noticed how many flowers are out this year? Well, why do we get all those flowers? Because all the rain. It just starts to cause everything to come alive. And that's what many of you are giving us a vision of. Amen. So, Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for Randy Needy who, are, who have pioneered in so many ways and now are able to celebrate the vision of the next generation and things that are coming and the partnership between generations. We thank you, Lord. You told us that for years, the Abraham and the Isaac and the Jacob, they were all dwelled together in one tent. And there you launch what you know and birth into a nation. So we pray for the same. We pray for Randy and Edie that they will go back into Thailand in this next month and cause a, a great grace of service. And they are fathers and mothers in the land that give hope to many people and, and strength and encouragement and all the things that are coming. And we thank you for... We just believe as we sow into their life as we have by sending teams, but also now by giving and by prayer that you will um, cause that to be birthed here and to break forth here in its, your own uh, unique way within California. We do agree for California yes. is going to come into a great outpouring of the Spirit and a great awakening in Jesus Christ. And many will come out of every element and every form of captivity into a true encounter with Jesus Christ. We just thank you for what you're preparing, what you're going to use us in, and how you're going to release that uh, through your body in, in and throughout the whole state. But so bless Randy, Edie, give them great grace and favor and rest for these next couple of weeks before they have to return, and then send them back, and let us send them out in a manner worthy of God, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Amen.